Welcome to our daily Bible study time. This has been a week that we've been looking at 1 Samuel, and we've discussed much about the, the early anointing of Saul as king. And chapter 13 tells us that Saul was 30 years old when he became king, and he reigned over Israel 42 years. So he had a, a lengthy period as the ruler of Egypt. And the Bible says that Saul chose 3,000 men from Israel. 2,000 were with him at Michmash and in the hill country of Bethel, and 1,000 were with Jonathan, his son, at Gibeah in Benjamin. The rest of the men he sent back to their homes. Jonathan attacked the Philistine outpost at Gibeah, and the Philistines heard about it. Then Saul had the trumpet blown throughout the land and said, let the, let the Hebrews hear. So all the Hebrews heard the news. Saul has attacked the Philistine outpost, and now Israel has become obnoxious to the Philistines. And the people were summoned to join Saul at Gilgal. So now comes the first great battle to, dis, to determine who's going to be the predominant power in the area. Is it going to be Israel, God's people? Is it going to be the, the, the Philistines who are cruel and evil people? And they call the people together to, to determine that. Now, this is, this is a, Saul became king at 30, but this is after, this is several years after because his son Jonathan is already a young man. So it's probably at least 10 years or 15 years after he's been king. And the Philistines assembled to fight. They had 3,000 chariots, 6,000 charioteers, and soldiers as numerous as the sand on the seashore. I mean, they were, they were powerful. And they had a standing army that was, that was really something that would scare you. And so they went up to camp at Michmash, and the Israelites saw that their situation was critical and that their army was hard-pressed. They hid in caves and thickets among the rocks and pits and cisterns. Some Hebrews even crossed the Jordan to the land of Gad and Gilead. Saul remained at Gilgal, and all the troops with him were quaking with fear. He waited seven days, and this the time set by Samuel, but Samuel did not come to Gilgal, and Saul's men began to scatter. Now Samuel was the prophet, and Samuel was going to come and pray for and offer sacrifices for the army as they went into battle to call forth God's power and presence for the army. And that was the plan for him to come, and he was going to be there on a certain day. But before that day got there, Saul's men were already, they were already scared out of their wits because they're facing this gigantic Philistine army that's trained and has chariots and all kinds of weapons compared to them. And so Saul wanted Samuel to get there before his army all scattered, and that's the situation. And so Saul finally said, bring me the burnt offering and the fellowship offerings, and Saul offered up the burnt offerings. And just as he finished making the offering, Samuel arrived, and Samuel went out to greet, and Saul went out to greet him. What have you done? asked Samuel. Saul replied, when I saw that the men were scattering, and that you did not come at the set time, and that the Philistines were assembling at Michmash, I thought now the Philistines will come down against us at Gilgal, and I have not sought the Lord's favor. So I felt compelled to offer the burnt offerings. <clears throat> but you see, Samuel 
was the, was the prophet and priest of God who was supposed to do that. Everybody knew that. Saul knew that. This was not something that was new to him. He knew that. And Samuel said, you have done a foolish thing. You have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. If you had, he would have established your kingdom over Israel for all time. But now your kingdom will not endure. The Lord has sought a man after his own heart and appointed him ruler of the people because you have not kept the Lord's command. This was a serious moment because Samuel uh, was the man of God and Saul had assumed responsibilities that were not his. And he assumed that he as king had the right to be the priest and the prophet and to offer these sacrifices. To us, it may seem trivial. It may seem insignificant. It may seem, well, everybody should have been able to. But it was a different day, a different time, and God was working with those people where they were. And we have to keep that in mind. Samuel and Saul knew this, and Saul knew exactly what he was doing, but he was, he was the person who wanted to make, a, make things work, and he, was, he wouldn't wait. He had no patience to wait. And this is part of our problem a lot of times in the Christian life. We, we don't wait. We, we, we want something to happen. We want to be able to get something done, that, even something good for God. And maybe God seems to be saying, wait. And the circumstances make it difficult, but we just go on anyway, like a bull in a china closet. And we just go ahead and do what we think we ought to do. And it's a good thing. It's a right thing, it would seem to us. But when God says, wait, we need to wait. The Bible says, wait upon the Lord and he will renew your strength. And you'll mount up with wings like eagles and you'll run and not be weary and you'll walk and not faint. What he's telling us is, don't get in, so, in such a hurry that you run past what God wants to do. You see, there's one thing to be behind God. There's another thing to run ahead of God. And running ahead of God is not smart because God is always on the right time schedule. God is never late and he's never early. He's always on time. But often we think we know better than God. And just like Samuel was not there, so Saul thought he knew better than God and he was going to make this sacrifice because they needed to get on with this battle or they had no chance at all. But of course, they really had no chance at all anyway unless God intervened. And we're going to see that later, that God had to do something powerful here or they were going to get wiped out because they weren't prepared for battle. They didn't have trained soldiers. They didn't have good weapons. They didn't have chariots. And so they were going to actually get wiped out, destroyed. But God, only God was the answer. Now, Samuel knew that, and Saul knew that. And that's part of what Saul was doing, trying to get God's favor on them as they went out to do the battle. But he didn't wait on God. Maybe you've got a problem right now, or maybe you've got some question in your life and you're trying to get God's answer, and you've prayed, but no answer comes, and you've waited and no answer has come about what God wants you to do. But don't get in a hurry and make a foolish decision or step out to do something that you shouldn't do. It may be time to wait. It may be time just to rest. It may be time just to give God a chance to do some things in your life to get you ready to make the right decision. So wait on the Lord, and he will renew your strength. Over and over again, one of the great words of the Bible is wait, wait, wait. Don't rush, and take your time. See, striving, and know that I am God. So today, learn to wait, 
as well as to work. God bless you. I hope you have a great day.